Hi guys, welcome to the We The Public Podcast. I'm Jello. I'm Isa. And I'm Alexis. Okay, so um, this episode will be a fanboying episode. Because uh, <laughs> last week, Isa here uh, greatly fan, fangirled over Jiko Mali. You know, like, nag-shish lang yung, like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so this is my turn because we have a very special guest. She is gorgeous. She is, she is talented. You know, side note na lang yung she has a great name attached to her. Pero she was very charming. Or is very charming. So please welcome. And the welcome. fanboying begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fanboying begins. Please welcome Gianna V. So Kiana, um, first of all, uh, I hope you allow us, or personally me, allow me to fanboy for a bit because, I mean, you are just gorgeous, you know. I mean, <laughs> um, with that being said, with that being said, is that is that the smoothest opening line that you've heard? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty smooth, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, could you could. You, How how do usually fans react to you when they see you? They like, um, I think a lot of times because I don't really, I don't know. I, I I'm only really seen through social media, mm-hmm. um. So I think it's usually intimidation, which I feel really bad because yeah. I'm like. Do I have an RBF? Like, why don't you want to come? <laughs> like, let's hug. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're not one of those um who like go out with the cap on, with the shades, and then the hoodie. Yung parang talagang anonymous. Mm. <laughs> I do that sometimes when I have a lot of things I need to get done. Like, let's say it's mm-hmm. errand day and. Yeah. I didn't have time to wash my hair and I just want to get coffee, go to the grocery and like get home as much as like as quickly as possible. Then yeah, but you know, I don't, I'm not really the type of person I think that attracts attention mm. in that sense. Yeah. Um, like we'll say hi or whatever, but I, I don't think I have that kind of like fanatic and, yeah. um, effect yeah. on people. I remember yeah. when your team responded, I was listening to Heartbeat on me and I was like, oh my oh. God, wait, what? <laughs> oh, that yeah. makes happy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. because it means, Kiana, I think this is your second time with us. I just wasn't around at the time. But yeah, um, I, I remember the, the initial reaction was after the interview. Of course, we had to edit the video. Like, Isa was like, alam mo, LSS na ako. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. Okay. Um, Kiana, the reason why I asked, uh, why okay, why I fanboyed in the first place, because I wanted to ask, how awesome is it to be Kiana V? Because again, I think you obviously you're very attractive and then obviously very talented. And then Um, I think you have a great family as well, evidenced by your dad and your and Gab. Um, so how fun is it to be you? I guess. Um, <laughs> let me just think about my whole life, and then let me get back to you on that. No, I, you know, 
it's taken a while for me, in all honesty, to reach a point where I'm truly just grateful for what I have. Mm -hmm. um, I think because I grew up under the public eye, it was, I don't know, I, th there must have been some sort of crazy way in which I was treated or raised or whatever that I don't have to dive into right now. Yeah. But um, it was like I grew up in irony, if that makes sense. It's like, you have this, but then you have this. You have this, but then you have this. I guess it's, it's, it's just that balance of like the pros and the cons. However, I have no reason to complain. I have a family that loves me genuinely, that I love back genuinely. Yeah. And I think that ultimately that's the most important thing. It's, it's that support system when uh, I doubt myself. <laughs> or, or when I get caught up in maybe the struggles of my past. These are people who don't, let me drown in those thoughts for the type to pull yeah. me back up. Like I'm so, so incredibly happy that I have these like 30 cousins and we were raised yeah. to be yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. 31. Yeah. You know, and we were raised to really like depend on each other and love each other and be reliable to each other and affectionate and all these things. So um when yeah. it comes to lifestyle and all these things. I wouldn't really say that my lifestyle is very different from people, I guess, in the same circle that I have with my mm -hmm. friends. I think we're generally the same. Yeah. But the one thing that I could say that I have that I'm so grateful for because I know not a lot of people have that is the family aspect. I think, and I think it also helps that you have um, family members who kind of went through the same thing of being under the spotlight of you know of yeah showbiz rent. How did you know that you were kind of a quote unquote big deal? Now you were kind of making your own mark. Like, did you have like hmm, I'm I'm slowly de de defining my own image as Keanu V the artist rather mm. than you know the the daughter of someone or yeah or um. I think it was maybe around 2018. Um, at that point, you know, does she know was a year old? Circles mm -hmm. was two years old. I just released another EP. And the places where I was performing, they had stopped introducing me as Gary V's daughter. Oh. Um, and this is where I was performing as Kiana V, right? Not yeah. as the guest of my dad or not mm -hmm. um, in corporate shows, not um, any showbiz-centered events. It was more of like the gigs on the side. And really, it took me a while to get there because it was always like, and she's the daughter of the oh. one and only Mr. Pure. What, what was your expression whenever the host would say, presenting the daughter of Mr. Pure Energy? <laughs> Maybe I would like it was so much pressure because yeah. it's not like I'm gonna get on stage and be baby yeah. for energy, you know. Yeah. It's a completely different way of performing, completely yeah, yeah. different way of performing. But yeah. So yeah, okay. like, even when I do perform with my dad, you could see like how I move is different, how he mm. moves is different, and and I always knew that. So when I was starting to perform and 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 that introduction was dropped. Yeah. Um, 
that's when I was like, oh, okay, pretty yeah, people, cool. People know. Pretty cool. Okay. It's not like a, a a big thing, but I yeah. think it stood out to me. But but it was never, it was never this day. It was never like, oh, why did I have to be the daughter of one of the most popular <laughs> artists? No, of course I I I did have to struggle with that for a bit. Yeah. Um, because I think what a lot of people see or think about when they think about like Akiana Valenciano or let's say Paolo or Gab Valenciano is, wow, all the opportunities they have, they have mm. one foot in the door, it's mm-hmm. the last name and all these things. Mm-hmm. But there is that like, oh, but she's never going to fill her dad's shoes. She's never going to be another Gary V. She's never going to have the same impact. So yeah. it's it's a little bit of that where I wouldn't say it's disdain because how could I ever hate being yeah. my dad's daughter right yeah. he's like my yeah i'm a daddy's girl yeah but there was that like there was that struggle of living in the shadow mm-hmm. and um for a very long time i wasn't even trying to get out of the shadow i just kind of wanted to do my own thing and not mm-hmm. like like don't even look at me i'm fine i'm here in my little mm-hmm. corner you know mm-hmm. um but i think it with with every celebrity's kid i think they would understand that especially especially those of us who are pursuing a career in in music and and arts as well yeah um i'm just i'm really lucky that i have a dad who will sit me down and be like you're fine you're not supposed to be like me you're supposed to be Uh your own you know and and um yeah that that's that's what it is i think it it's it's something that I really have had to grow to just accept. Accept, yeah, that's the word. Accept. Um, but, yeah, go go go. I'm sorry, I was. I'm just curious because I mean, like the like for your first songs, you released it as Cannibal and Chana, and then throughout you kind of stylized it as Cannibal. Is that like one of the reasons, or like one of like the moves that you made so that you could? Um. Yeah. With the with the Kiana V, really, it was more of an aesthetic decision. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every time that we would try to do like the cover art of a of a new single or something, we we're like, "Ang haba ng pangalan, wait." <laughs> um, and because maybe like a few years ago, um, my Instagram was kind of. Uh, you know, when, when maybe like six years ago, it was like the bloggers and the Instagram influencers and all these things that, that were yeah. blowing up. Yeah. And so people would come up to me like, oh my God, Kiana V. Yeah. Yeah. That was my Instagram. It was at Kiana V. And so we just, we made the decision. We were like, well, they're already calling me that. Oh, okay. it's, it's, um, more, it's more um, uh, Google friendly. SEO yeah, friendly yeah. for the current gen, you know. Yeah. And um. <laughs> Yeah, I think the the name Valenciano is is like a a weight, <laughs> a name that carries a lot of weight with yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. just like it's you know like that's yeah. my family name. I get it. It's also like a a celebrity thing, but let's just like maybe like all of those things, right? It's it was easier. It was a shorter name. People already knew me as my Instagram handle, and then the addition of just knowing. That if you heard Kiana Valenciano, it was like, oh, she's probably gonna perform like her dad. So yeah. A lot of those things you were just like, let's just, it's fine. It's it's easier. Let's just go with that. It's not a big thing. Um, I'm curious. Um, 
at what age like ever since like you were a kid did you want to really pursue a career in music or did you ever consider having a different like job yeah. growing up so growing up I had a lisp and this is like a running joke <laughs> this is why I'm telling you but they would ask me what do you want to be when you grow up and I would say I want to be a singer and I was like oh there's the thinger like she would, I'd walk in and they'd be like there's the thinger mm-hmm. and my parents yeah. used to call me you know their human alarm clock because like I just don't I wouldn't shut up but it's not because I was talking it was like I was singing all these different songs but I never really I think because I grew up seeing the industry I wanted to shield myself from that uh for as much as I could and also I think as a form of rebellion I was like I'm never never gonna become like a singer I'm never gonna follow my parents footsteps there's no way like that's what everyone's expecting me to do I'm not gonna do that and so I (laughs) And yet here we are. But yeah, I um, I actually really, really wanted to pursue fashion design and oh. fashion merchandising. So I've um, been following your fashion design. Oh my gosh! I love that. <laughs> but yeah, so I finished fashion design in Raffles Institute, and then I took mm. um, oh. summer classes in Central Saint Martin's in London, and I actually didn't want to come home anymore from London because I was getting job offers there to work in like little boutiques and all these things but I was on a student visa so I wouldn't even have been able to get take the job anyway Um, and then while I was there I started writing songs with um, my landlady's grandson And uh, we started recording just really for fun. And I think that's when I realized, okay, if I'm going to pursue music, like if this is something that I'm really going to commit to, because it's obviously something that I love to do, I have to figure out how to do it my way. From a fan standpoint, I would say your music is more relatable to me not just because of Asia I, I hope your dad is is not listening to this because I kind of low-key told that he's older no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying now from a re- relatability standpoint for example the way you guys perform like your dad is very energetic you know talagang kulang na lang the clothes fall off from so sobrang tinde and I'm like I'm never gonna dance like that pero when I look at Heartbeat On Me the moves are more, you know, with enough practice, kaya ko gayahin to. Yeah! yeah no, it's more accessible. I love that. <laughs> and and even, even your songs, like, um, for example, Days, right? Um, it was, uh, I learned that this was like, um, uh, alluded to mental health, right? Mm. Because I think it was about, I remember the lyrics, something like, it's loud when it's quiet, you know, and I've been in that place where it's regardless of what I do, if I bury myself in work or if I take, you know, five leaves of work, there are still these thoughts yeah, in my it. head na maingay, that make me feel bad, like the existential crisis, the anxiety. Yeah. So like, um, could you tell us more about Days, which I think is a really good song? Oh, thank you. Um, so with Days, that's one of the songs that actually took me the longest to write. I think it was a year because the way I wrote it was like, I didn't want to release that song. It wasn't even meant to be on the EP. So the EP wouldn't have even been named Days. I don't know what we would have called it, but 
I was traveling in and out of LA before I moved there in 2019. And I could just feel it. I could feel the pressure. Like, I don't even know what the pressure was about. I could just feel so much pressure to like prove myself. Yeah. And that's, I think the worst thing is I was, I was trying to prove myself and um, I didn't even know what my purpose was. So it was like, what, what am I trying to do? Like, I'm trying to, I'm so disconnected from who I am and what I want and what I want to say and what I'm actually saying. And, and so I wrote that song more of, more like as a journal entry. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I forgot about it. But I have all these random voice memos of like ideas. And then during the pandemic with all the isolation, I kind of just, it kept playing in my head. Mm-hmm. And I revisited it yeah. and started writing it again. Yeah. And I didn't even, I just knew, I knew that I wanted the hook to be set me free. Mm-hmm. Just like set me free. Yeah, yeah. But it was when we got in the studio that I was like, oh, I'm stuck in my head again. And yeah, it's yeah. like a, a a cycle. And so even with the way that we we produced the track, I said I just wanted the sound as quiet as possible. Like how it would sound if you were just in your bedroom mm-hmm. and like struggling with your self-talk. But mm-hmm. Like struggling, not in a sense that you're losing, but that you know you're going to keep going and fighting, you know? Um, And I think also, well, I don't think, I know the reason why the end of the song has all those harmonies and it's just my voice and the music drops is because at the end of the day, it is self-talk. It's negative self-talk. It's just you. And the only person who's going to be able to pull yourself out of that is you. And so that's dazed. Yeah, Kiana, actually, when I was listening to the chorus, I visualized a person who is, kulang na lang magbeg siya na, please get me out of this, like, quicksand that's slowly swallowing me in in this. Quicksand is pretty good. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Um, But... I, I saw an interview, I read an interview of you uh, at Enemy, and you said that the most satisfying thing about releasing days is it feels like I don't have to put on a mask to perform it. Um, prior to this, yeah, <laughs> prior, prior to this, were you, were you like getting notes in, in your circus now? Oh, you have to package yourself as this oh, yeah. kind of way. Like, really, what, what, what kind of notes did you receive, for example? Well, so when I started, everyone wanted me to be like the Kelani of Manila. <laughs> or like, yeah, right, you know, and, and I get that a lot. I'm, I'm 100% a compliment, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, but I don't, I don't perform like her. We don't really have the same, I would say, we don't have the same upbringing. We're not from the same city. We didn't grow up the same way. So there was a certain way that she would perform that people would expect me to perform the same way or the, the way that she would dress and all these things. Yeah. I was like, wait, but like, how do we let Kiana shine? Because I'd show up to places and they wanted me to be like the hot girl and the party girl and mm-hmm. the one that got everyone on their feet. Yeah. But to me, I was like, but there's more I want to do than just that. Like, 
I need to be releasing things with substance, not just going to a club yeah. performing to drunk people who want to twerk to my oh, music, you know? So yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's really, when I released Dazed, it, it really felt like an introverted project. I'm not an introvert, mm-hmm. but the lyrics seem a little more introverted than I naturally am. And I yeah. think it's because there was a part of me that, yeah. that I hid away from the world because they, or from, you know, just from Manila, because they were expecting a certain like I'm an extrovert, but when it comes to my art, I'm a little different. Or like this is how I am when I'm with you guys, but more personal. Yeah. When I perform, it's a little yeah. different. And yeah. yeah, I think that's that's where it gets hard with every artist. It's like that blurred line between the artist and the person. Actually, Kiana, the reason why I asked in the first place why how awesome is it to be Kiana? Because I do agree with the reputation now when i see kiana v oh she must always be in the best parties you know she's she's sharing drinks with james reed with you know all of these um what what social media calls the high society people always in the club um pero it's nice that uh yeah it's different when you get in deep and personal in your work like going to a party is fun not gonna deny that we all know that yeah <laughs> but again like it's it's also tiring when you're surrounded by people who don't know who you are it's like are we hanging out out of routine and convenient oh. and this is not to say anything about my friends right the, the friends <laughs> i love them so much yeah. Yeah. it's not anything about about them it's just i yeah. also don't hang out with them a lot now which i wish we could yeah I like even in in California, like I do end up in a lot of places where I have to network. I have to put myself out there, but it's like, Mm. and obviously in the photos, it's like, oh my God, she's having the time of her life. But when I get home, I'm like, I just wanted this to like play with my dog and watch him, you know? It's like an obligation sometimes. eh? Sometimes, yeah. Um, So you, you, have you ever had the feeling that you were in the middle of a party and you're like, Oh no, my social battery just ran out. Oh yeah, all oh, the time. <laughs> all the time. Oh my gosh. How do you keep growing at a situation like that? Like you know you can't leave. Because mm. um, Kiana, Sherilyn, I always said that I wanted to be rich but not famous. Because <laughs> you have to shake hands with everyone. You have the best of best. So you can't even date without some tabloid saying, Oh, who is she dating? I want that privacy, but I want the luxury associated with it. I just don't want the attention. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that's, that's especially hard for people in my industry because making the music, releasing the music, mm-hmm. um, creating the content that goes along with it, it, it costs a lot of money. I don't, I'm also not able to release as much as I wish I could. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard, but it's also an industry that favors the famous i couldn't agree more with what you said like obviously the the lifestyle not the fast lane lifestyle not into it but but everything that comes with like you know the freedom of being able to go here and there and travel Mm -hmm. here and there like that's what people always tend to focus on but Mm -hmm. they don't realize that fame is also a burden 
But like there are some days like when we the public we get invitations to like events and like I always ask for jealous sir can I attend this can I attend that like how would I act like how are how should I interact <laughs> with these people because like I'm not used to like yeah. meeting personalities so I ask him so what should I do <laughs> Yana could you give tips to Isa how do <laughs> do, do we do we create a barrier right now that like, how do normal people <laughs> Having normal people. Yeah, normal people that's that's tip number one. Yeah. Famous people don't think, don't think like are normal people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah, is there like an appropriate way to yeah, yeah, approach yeah. whoever like, like a that so, they admire? Like when I go to like an event, like like I, I tell her, say I feel so small if I'm next to these people. <laughs> um, I think it's it's more like you put yourself in their shoes. So mm-hmm. if if you see them, you spot them, they're hanging out by the bar on their own or yeah. they're just like in the middle of a big group and nobody's really directing the conversation at them or mm-hmm. they're like not leading the conversation, then that's fine. Because I feel like if you were in a situation where you were like in a deep talk with someone or mm-hmm. like on a date with someone <laughs> or like in the middle of this like huge conversation and someone just was like, hi. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. um, kind exactly. of in the middle of something, you know. I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's it's more like that. It's like, yeah, sure. Of it's like, oh, they're alone right now. Maybe I could just be like, hey, yeah. just yeah. want to introduce myself. Like, I'm a huge fan. Like, I trust me because I do this stuff all the time. Also. <laughs> <laughs> question, question. Speaking of that, like, did you have a moment now you were like, the one fan girling because yeah. I recently saw that you were at the Grammy Awards. So trailer, right? spot, yeah. You just tell you I did not introduce myself to anyone there. <laughs> <laughs> one, we were pretty far from like the ground where where all the nominees were sitting, but mm-hmm. we did see some artists and like Maseko came up, was like right beside me, and my boyfriend was like, just say hi, like, <laughs> and I was like, he was fast, I was like. I can't do it. Yeah. That was probably. Um, and it's still like, I'm thinking about it. I was like, oh, what an opportunity lost because I could have mm-hmm. introduced myself and like, I'm an artist. Like, we should work mm-hmm. together or whatever. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, that, that happens to me a lot. Can I just um, say I loved your outfit in the Grammys? Like, oh, it, wasn't that your dad's jacket that you were wearing? I remembered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a jacket of my dad's. Um, Kiana, speaking of another happy place, you were at Coachella, right? Oh, yeah. I saw it, the stories. <laughs> is, is, it really, is it really as fun as Instagram said it, says it? Because whenever it's Coachella, almost everyone that I follow on Instagram, these celebrities, they're all in the, you I, know, the sexiest outfits. I heard you spend a lot. You spend a lot. Um if you want to like drink and stuff but yeah it's 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 is it, a lot is, is it really like non-stop celebration because that's all i oh, see no 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 um i'm so sad i'm just kidding no coachella was really fun coachella was an amazing time mm-hmm. because i had a good group of people with me these yeah. were my friends since college my boyfriend and mm-hmm. and um i think if i were with anyone else i i would probably hate my life but it's only because i'm sorry i'm so dramatic 
<laughs> no, it's it's a lot of work. Coachella is a lot of work and it's a lot of money. And um, there's a lot of walking involved in dust. Yeah. If you don't want to walk, it's like $15. Like the cabs on a the event is like really expensive from what I heard. Yeah. So we would, thankfully, we we booked an Airbnb like in, near the area. Yeah. It's it's really a lot. Like it's it's a weekend that you have to prepare yourself if you ever go that you're really going to be yeah. extremely tired by yeah. the end of it. However, the musical acts that we did catch were amazing. And I think at the end of the day, that's the point of Coachella. Like, that's what I was keeping in my mind. Is, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going there to party. I'm not going there to, like, just be cute and whatever. Like, I'm actually interested in the acts and I want to be inspired when I leave. Were you there weekend one and two or just? Just weekend two. Just mm. weekend two. So I see I also missed, like, a lot of the surprises, but it's okay. But what I heard, weekend one is when like the influencers, uh, celebrities like put out their best outfits, yeah. and weekend two is when they actually enjoy the music. That's what I heard. That's what I heard too. <laughs> um, uh, I think weekend you go to weekend one to be seen, yeah. and you go to weekend two to see, like you know, like to watch the music. Like I saw their outfits like so glam, and like at the end of the day, they just wore hoodies because the desert is so cold. And yeah, like, it takes really so cold. long to get an Uber to go home. But I like, I also didn't want to go the weekend one because I wanted to see, okay, whatever all their mistakes were, I don't want to make it. And someone's <laughs> going to talk about all those mistakes on social media. So I made sure to bring jackets and all these things. Mm. Masks, face masks. Oh my gosh. By the end of Coachella, all my friends and I were sick because there was so much dust. Um, Diana, you know, hearing all of these stories, is it safe to say that you are in a, you are in a good place, as our VP would say, in, in a good place? <laughs> because I think you went from, if I'm going to look at your discog- discography, you went from, I, you first entered my radar uh, with uh, the Shino, and then Safe Place, and then Dazed. So there's a difference between Dazed and Heartbeat on Me. Dazed is very somber. Heartbeat on Me is like you born anew, very happy again. Yeah. What happened with the Dazed part? Like, how did you get over that? I think that would be very interesting for our listeners who are actually going through the same thing. Because you seem really happy and glowing right now. Or maybe it's just a fanboy in me saying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you look gorgeous. (laughs) thank you um how did I get over it I think first I had to confront all my habits that were keeping me in that situation Mm -hmm. um lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. uh bitterness toward people that like it just was not worth it unforgiveness toward people that hurt me yeah. Mm. Um, things like that really it's nothing that happened to me it's like it's all internal like all these spiritual and 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 um soul heavy journey yeah. that I went through this, I don't know, I'm like speaking gibberish now but I think you do, do you get what I'm saying it's like mm. I think I had to go through like a a soul and spirit mm-hmm. makeover mm-hmm. to get out of that heavy yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I also had to just like, I had to re-accept the fact that 
I was diagnosed with clinical depression because I was struggling yeah. with that for a while where I was like, I don't want to take my medicines because I'm going to be fine. And then I'd get really low and I'd be like, oh my God, I need to take medicine, you know? Mm. And then I finally accepted that where it's like, okay, like this is something that you can cope with. This is something that you can deal with really and, and, and live like joyfully mm-hmm. if you just accept it. Um, Diana, I, I hope you don't mind this a bit of a segment, but um, speaking of, um, you know, election fever, I'm not going to ask you, you know, about your alliances because I don't want to get you into trouble, but your brother Gap has been incredible. Like I oh. saw the post by Red Oliero, the, com- the, the comedian. He was like, volunteer MVP, Mr. Renewable Energy. <laughs> um, has he always been this passionate with his advocacies? Or has he always been that kuya that lights up the room? Yes, 100%. It's crazy that, that that's what you got also. Like, I mean, you're asking me that question because he was like, our Peter Pan growing up. So you guys already know Barangay Pangilinan and how many cousins we are. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somehow Kuya Gab was always at the front of that. And we would just like follow him. Um, he was a bully to me and me alone. But that's, you know, that's the <laughs> rivalry. It's so normal. <clears throat> but yeah, I think my brother, one thing that no one can disagree with, no one that's ever met him can disagree with the fact that he has a very, very big heart. And when he sets his heart on something, he gives 110%. That's why you see him standing up for people with mental disabilities. That's why you see him, you know, very vocal about his own struggles because he doesn't want anyone to ever feel like they're going through it alone. I mean, it it takes a different kind of mental fortitude and energy to be able to, because for, I think for the, for the, first part he was kind of being ridiculed right oh yeah the way he was performing even the chant and now it's like people turn over a new leaf and they're now saying oh my god this song is so is so uh, addicting pala (laughs) that's why my voice is this bad right now (laughs) i think you attended the rally last time right yeah we went to the rallies um on what day is it now monday saturday friday Mm-hmm. Saturday, we tried our best to be in Batangas, kaso sobrang traffic. So I was almost out. there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were waiting na lang outside and the cars just weren't moving anymore. So we, we ended up turning around. But I'm curious, like since you said that your brother was like, obviously your siblings, like, would like did you guys have like times when you would like bully each other and like have the pettiest fights at siblings? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you and I are the worst because <laughs> we're so different. <laughs> oh my Kuya Pao and I are like on the same wavelength and Gab and I sometimes mm-hmm. like our view of the world just like our our views of the world mm-hmm. just clash. Mm-hmm. Um and it's taken a while for us to reach. <laughs> Like this level of maturity where we can converse without rolling our eyes at each other. You know? <laughs> Cause the moment the eyes roll, it's like, <laughs> Dad! Um, yeah. yeah, I think now it's like, we understand also our, I understand his love language. He understands yeah. my love language. And so I think when you reach that point, then you're able to communicate a little better. And so I think that's that's where we've <laughs> grown so much in our relationship. Yeah. We've always loved each other so much, 
Um, and you see that in like yeah. our videos as children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always like, quiga, 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 quiga. Uh, we could never yeah. communicate properly. And yeah. so we would get into these like World War V. Yeah, you know? World War V, oh my God. How, um, since I'm also like, and the multimedia artist here, I'm going to be editing this one, like sound editing this one. So would love. Um, do you have any advice for anyone that wants to start in the art industry? Like, art in itself like fashion music for artists or you know anyone who's who's really trying to uh make it or start a career in the art industry whether it's music or writing or all these things um what i can say is that it really is usually like an uphill climb Mm -hmm. um not only because of the challenges that other people set for you, but because of your own self-limitation. Because as someone in the arts, you have to be okay with giving a piece of yourself to other people. And you have to be okay with being vulnerable and uh, just, I don't know, accepting of the fact that you're not going to please everyone. everyone yeah. <laughs> in fact, you're going to have people hate you for not even, you're not even doing anything wrong, but it's just the things that you do make them angry. Yeah. Um, There's constantly judgment. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think like with every industry, there is that side of, of like people hating what you're doing. That's fine. But in the arts industry in particular, it's hard because it is mm. a piece of you yeah. they don't like. Whether it's something you wrote, something you edited, you know, all these things. These are emotions and feelings that you're sharing. Mm. Um, so that's the thing. However, um, if you're able to block out that negative side and focus on the people that want to build community with you and um, appreciate your work and like you like bringing up how uh, you understand dazed because you've been in that situation before like Mm -hmm. when you when you see that and you focus on that then it really is extremely fulfilling so 